0: Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle.
1: Uh, it's great to have you guys here this morning as, uh, as we get into today's message. We're in the middle of this series called God Is. Uh, and it's all about who God is and what are some of his characters, his attributes of who God is. Uh, if you missed last week, uh, our first week that we did it, I talked about God is all-knowing. God is all-knowing. Where God knows all, he sees all, he's aware of all. There's nothing that catches him off guard or by surprise. He is all-knowing. And I gave you a big word, and I'm going to give you a big one today, but a big word, theologian would call this omniscient. That means he is all-knowing. Turn your neighbor and say omniscient. That is what it means when he says God is all-knowing. Today, we're going to learn about another attribute of God. And I'll kind of start off talking about today by asking a question. Where is God right now? Where is God? Now, some would say God is in heaven. Some would say God is in our hearts. Some would say God is in this room. Other people say God is in my home or God is in my job. Uh, but where is God? Uh, kindergarten teacher was trying to illustrate uh, that a different faith and how people celebrate the different faiths and how they know where God is. And so uh, she said, I'm going to do a show and tell. You bring me in an item that represents your faith, knowing that God is with you and that what it, his presence is with you. And So uh, they get the next day, they come in and first up is a little boy and a little boy named Benjamin gets up and he says, my name is Benjamin, and I am Jewish, and I have the Star of David around my neck. It represents God's presence and reminds me of God's presence with me. Benjamin sits down, and the little boy steps up, and he says, My name is Tom, and I am Catholic, and I have a crucifix around my neck, and it reminds me about who God is and that God is with me. The last little boy gets up, and he goes to the front. His name is Mike, and Mike says, Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm a Baptist, And he said, and here's a casserole that represents my God being with me. Dinner on the ground, baby, dinner on the ground. (laughs) Uh, So where is God? Uh, That's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about God's presence being with us. Where is God? How do we know God is there? Where can he be? How is it tangible? Is it tangible? Is it just emotion? Is it just religion? Where is God? Because that is the ultimate question to answer today. And I want to start with this verse. If you turn open your Bibles to Psalm 139, it'll kind of begin the understanding of God's presence. Last week, God is all-knowing. Today, God's presence. God God is basically with us. So here's Psalms 139 says this, verse 7. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Basically, the psalmist is saying, where can I go to get away from you? Or Where can I go to find my own place? He says, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to the depths of the earth, you're there also. If I make my bed there, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even your hand will guide me and will hold me fast even there bow your heads to me today. Father, help us today to hear from your word. Let us learn more about who you are. God, it's hard for our minds to wrap around your infinite power, strength. It's, It's hard for us to grasp who you are because we are human and finite, but you are infinite. So God, I pray that you'll speak to hearts, encourage lives, teach us today where you are in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. God is, here's our attribute today, God is present. God is with us. Uh, here's what Jeremiah 23 verse 24 says. It says, I am a God who is everywhere and not in one place. Do you not know that I am everywhere in heaven and on the earth? The international version says it this way. It says, I fill the earth and I fill the heavens with my presence. God is present with us. Last week, God is all-knowing, omniscient. Today, another new word, God is present, or I'm going to give you a big word, God is omnipresence. Everybody say omnipresence. He's everywhere at all times. He's everywhere at all times, geographically and in time. Past, present, future. God does not live in the confines of our clock, our minutes, our hours, our, our days. He does not live in it. He lives outside of time. Hard for us to grasp and to understand the omnipresence of God. But God is here. He's there. He's everywhere. He's not limited to time and space. He's in the past. He's in the present. And he is in the future. We are finite. That means we can be in one place at one time. That's it. No matter how hard you try, you cannot be in two places at once. No matter how much you try to convince yourself you can, you can never do it. Why? You are restricted to a finite time uh, right here, right now. But God, is once again, infinite, outside of time, outside of our realm of presence. He is everywhere, at all times. Today, right here, right now, he is here in our presence, and he is around the world. At other churches, worshiping all, the, all around the world, his presence is everywhere. He is everywhere at all times. Now listen, let me be very clear today. That does not mean that God is in everything. Hear the difference? God is not in a tree. God is not in a rock. God is not in a cloud. God is is not in things. That's called pantheism. We don't believe pantheism. We believe his presence is everywhere, but he is not. The creator is not the creation. He is the creator, and he's outside of our time. Here's what Acts 17, 28. He says, "He uh, he is not far from us, for in him we live, we move, and we have our our being. We, we live in him. We cannot live without his presence. God is everywhere. The question is, why don't we recognize God being everywhere? What is it that distracts us from his presence? I'll use it to illustrate it this way. Uh, we have these amazing devices called cell phones. Uh, back in the day, we had just TVs with antennas Coming off of them. You remember the rabbit ears? You remember the foil on the rabbit ears? That was magic, baby. You remember, I remember as a kid, I was the tuner of the TV and I would go up and get it just right. Stop right there! You know, conduit. Uh, then back even further, there were radios that people would tune into on the radio and you do that in your car even now. And, and so I'll use the cell phone as an illustration to help us out today. Right now in this room, there are radio frequencies, there are TV frequencies, there are all kinds of Wi-Fi that's going on around us, cell phone frequencies that are bouncing off the walls, bouncing off your body. Everywhere around us right now in this room, there's all these frequencies happening. The problem is we don't have the device to tune into it unless we get a cell phone, a television, or a TV. So, so many times the reason why we don't experience or we don't acknowledge God's presence is because we're not tuned in to where he's at. See, just like God created us, he created who we are, he created us to tune in to acknowledge his presence. And that's, that's the challenge today that I want to talk to you about is how do we tune in to get an experience God's presence because he's already here. He's with us all the time. How do we know when God is with us? And there's so many different things I could talk about today. Today I want to talk about four different areas where God is with us, his presence is with us. I want to talk about well, he's with us when we're lonely, he's with us when we worry, he's with us when, we're, uh, when we have temptation, he's with us when we're discouraged in life. So if you have your notes, open them up. I'm going to follow along today. Uh, here is the fact the fact is, uh, God is always with me. I just need to be aware of his presence. The first one is this. How, do we, how does God's presence benefit our lives? Number one, when I'm lonely, God is my companion. Turn to your neighbor and say, companion. He's your friend. Psalm 25, verse 16 says, Turn to me, Lord, and be merciful because I am lonely. The psalmist is writing about the lonely times they face. All of us have lonely times. And what's interesting in our world today, of all the times in all of history, we should be the least lonely people there are. We're more connected now than ever in history. We can make phone calls. We can talk to people, we can tweet people, we can text people, we can, we can, we can uh, reach out to them any time of the day because of the technology we have. But yet, statistically, people are more lonely now than they ever have been in history. You know why? Because just because you have tech doesn't mean it's a connect. You hear that? That was good. Write that down. I just came up with that right now. <laughs> tech doesn't mean connect. Because uh, It's true. It's tr- absolutely true. I know that I feel more connected if I can call someone rather than text them. I feel more connected. Now, I feel even more connected if I get to see them face-to-face and I actually get to have a conversation with them. Anybody else feel that way? Raise your hands, You feel more connected? Yeah? Even if you have, even if you have telephonophobia, <laughs> it's a real thing, telephonophobia, so sad, this is why you shoot people to voicemail, right? Or you do the generic text, I'm driving right now, can't talk, but you're really sitting in your office or in your car or whatever, right? Um, telephonophobia is why we have a lot of it because people are fearful of connecting because they don't know how to communicate. So we have to understand that when we're lonely, God is our companion. And the fact is, many people are lonely today that don't need to be, but they are because they have that allowed technology to disconnect them from the real things in life, what really, really matters. Now, some of you may be here today and just being very, very real. You're lonely because maybe you've had a loss of a loved one. Maybe you have recently gone through a divorce or a separation. Maybe you're lonely today because you have burned friendships and relationships down that were of your own doing or maybe not of your own doing, but you really don't know how to fix them, but they're gone friendships and relationships, and you find this yourself in this lonely, lonely, lonely place. I, I want you to understand that God doesn't want you to be lonely, that God sees your loneliness, and he's moved to compassion. And I, I, I'll allude it to this. None of us will ever feel as lonely as Jesus was. Not a single person in this place will ever feel his amount of loneliness. And the spot that where I feel like the loneliest person on the planet was at that point where he's hanging on the cross. He's had every bit of weight of sin and punishment put upon him, and he looks up to heaven, and what does he say? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Even God himself had to turn his back on Jesus because the sin that was placed on him, the most lonely person in human history has been Jesus Christ. We'll never face that kind of loneliness. So God cares about our loneliness, see we recognize God's presence that he is our companion. Hebrews 13:5 says, never will I leave you nor never will I forsake you, for I am always going to be with you. Jesus calls us friends. Jesus calls us to him. It's like when we go to school on our first day. I don't know about you, but I hated school. I hated going to school when I was young. I missed my mommy miss my mommy. I would literally kick the door of the daycare. She would watch it bounce as I was kicking because I didn't want to go. I was kicking and screaming all the way. None of us really like to go because there's a separation, there's an anxiety that we feel when we kind of get out on our own, get out on our own, but understand this that God is always with us. He is our companion. Psalm David wrote this. In Psalm 16:1. We all at times find loneliness. He says this. David said, "Your presence fills me with joy." Even David had moments of loneliness, but he understood that God's presence filled him up and gave him joy. So because we understand that when we're lonely, God is our companion, what does that do? That should cheer us up. That should make us happy. That should bring a little contentment into our soul. The benefit of God's presence is it cheers us what? It cheers us up. The second thing is, not only when I'm lonely, God's presence cheers me up, but number two, when I'm worried, oh boy, here he goes, talking about worry. It's going to be a good one. When I worry, God is what? God is my? Confidence. Let me hear it better. God is my? Confidence. confidence. When I worry, when I'm worried, God is my confidence. Isaiah 42, 2 and 3, it says, when I go through deep waters and great troubles, I will be With you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you won't drown. When you walk through fires of oppression, you won't be burned up. God is reassuring you, He's with you through the darkest and the hardest and most difficult of times. The three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we learned about a few, several weeks ago, that when they faced the greatest obstacle their life was to bow, but they chose not to, they could have been worried about their life and being burned up, consumed with the fire. But instead, what did they do? They said, even if we don't make it, we're still not going to bow because we don't bow to anyone but our God and our God alone. Yeah. So this is the part that they understood. God is my confidence because I don't worry in what tomorrow holds because I know who holds tomorrow. When I'm worried, God is my confidence. Moses gets this call. Hey, I want you to go and rescue my children in slavery in Egypt. I'm sure Moses worried many days and nights about how to feed them how to comfort them, how to take care of not, I'm not talking 10 people. I'm talking up to 3 million people leaving Egypt to go into the desert. This was a high task, and only a man who had confidence in his God would step forward and do that a humongous task. And we read the rest of the story of how God provided for them. See, Psalm 16, verse 8 and 9 says, uh, I am always aware of the Lord's presence. He is near me. Nothing can shake me. I am thankful and glad. I feel completely what? I feel completely, say it loud, I feel completely secure. We feel secure, not because of us, but because we're not going to worry because God is our confidence. He's our strength. He's the one that goes before us. And as a result, the benefit, the benefit of of the first one was, the benefit was it cheers me up. This this one is it calms me down. The benefit is it calms me down. Now, how many of y'all need some calming? Right? Any warriors in the house? Let me see you. Let me see your hands. Any worries? Put your hands up, hands up. If you don't worry, put your other hand up. You're a liar, you're a liar, you worry. We all have some level of worry. We always have some level of insecurity. We always have, I mean, some people, they just look for stuff to worry about. They're just like, they're a, they're a I mean, worry wart. I mean, everything worry, man. I mean, just when one thing gets answered, it's like, well, wait a minute, what about this? You think about this? Now, if you know somebody like that, I'm not going to have you raise your hand, because you probably got to go home with them today, okay? But what I will say is this, because we're going to, he's our confidence, we must understand that first, lonely, it cheers us up, but, but worry, it should calm us down, because we understand that God has it in his hand. Psalm 23, verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? I will fear no evil. Why? Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They're there with me no matter what we face in life. When I'm lonely, he's my companion. He cheers me up. When I'm worried, he's my confidence. He calms me down. And number three, when I'm tempted, God is my counselor. God is my counselor. 2 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation to seize you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful and just. He will not let you be tempted without what you can bear, but he will always provide a way out of it if you can stand up underneath it. God is your greatest advocate. He's your greatest counselor. He understands you because he created you. Your mind that you think you're the only messed up person there is and no one understands me because I'm so whacked out, guess what? God understands. Thank you, God. God understands why you do what you do, why you behave the way, and why you think the way you think. God understands, and the reason why is because he created you. He hemmed you together, Scripture says. He hemmed you together. He knew you in your mother's womb. God knew you. He's your greatest counselor in life. And no matter what comes your way, no matter how big it may feel, no matter how overwhelmed you may feel, no matter the sense of of anxiousness that comes upon you, bring it to God, the greatest counsel in the world. Now, let me just be very clear. I'm a full 150% advocate of good, solid counseling here on earth. I believe that God has gifted many people with the ability to be able to speak into lives and encourage people. And I think God can use them too. But before you go to them, bring it to the counselor, Jesus Christ. Let, Let Him hear your fears, your worry, your doubts, your discouragement, your insecurities. When you're getting dressed in the morning, and you look in that mirror, and you check yourself out from head to toe, and your thoughts go, you're disgusting. You're ugly. You're overweight. You're embarrassment. You bring that load of junk to Jesus. You say, no, no, no. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and God I may not be everything that I expect myself to be, but I am who you created me to be. So, counselor, help me right now. Just know that you're with me, even though I don't feel like I'm very good right now. Thank you, Hallelujah. Glory. He's the greatest counselor that we can come to. See, God cheered, God's presence cheers me up. God's presence calms me down. And this one is God's presence helps me in life. His presence helps me. His presence goes with me. Job 13, 27 says, you, God, keep close watch of my paths. You're right there watching where I'm going. God is everywhere at all times in everything. And when you're lonely, he's your companion. Whenever you're worried, he's your confidence. He comes along beside you. And here, Whenever you have the the feelings of failure, the feelings of dread, the feeling of discouragement, he is your counselor, and he helps you out. Psalm 139, verse 11 says, If I say, Surely the darkness will hide me, and the light of the night becomes night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you, for the night will shine like the day, and the darkness is, is, is as light to you. This is saying no matter how dark it may feel, no matter how discouraged you may feel, God comes in the middle of the darkness and his light shines bright and he brings hope and help to those that are discouraged. You know, it's, it's easy to feel confidence, it's easy to feel help whenever you're here, but it's hard when you're at home and you're by yourself and you're thoughts begin to bombard your mind as a counselor myself and what I've been trained for I've been trained to ask this question and I ask this of you today what thought consumes you i'm asking you today what thought repetitive almost perpetually always come into your mind. Just when you get it out, it comes back. What thought consumes you? Some of you it's insecurity, some of you it's, I'll never be enough, I'll never amount to enough. Others of you it's, I'm stupid. Some of you it's, uh, I'm broken. Others of you is I'll never become who God wants me to become. I'm just a failure over and over again. What thought consumes you? And I'm here to encourage you today. Bring that thought to the counselor and let him help you. Eyes closed right now. Father, that thought right now, counselor, we need you. Help our thoughts. Help our thoughts. Counselor, we ask you in Jesus' name. So when I'm lonely, he's my companion, he cheers me up. When I'm worried, he gives me confidence and calms me down. When I'm tempted, when I'm tempted, he is my counselor and he helps me overcome that. And the fourth one is this. When I'm discouraged, God is my comforter. God is my help. God is my hope. Psalm 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. He saves us. Why? Because he's our comforter. Uh, The Living Bible says the Lord is close to the broken hearted. Where is God when it hurts? Where is God when I'm lonely? Where is God when I'm worried? Where is God when I'm tempted? Where is God when I'm discouraged? God is here the bible says he is Emmanuel God with us he's with you in the loneliness he's with you in the discouragement he's with you in the temptation and he is with you when you go through the darkest deepest part of your life he is with you Some of you today, you need his presence more than ever before because you feel so far from God. Maybe you, let me tell you something, not maybe. We always move from God. God never moves from us. We step back because we're worried or are fearful or feel failure feel loneliness. We feel discouraged. And so God doesn't remove himself from us, but we have a great way of removing ourselves from God. I'll give it a few days. Made a stupid decision. Did something I'm just ashamed of. So I will give it a few days and i will mull around and I'll beat myself down and I'll, I won't eat won't sleep, and I'll really, I'll show God how serious I am about how sorry I am for what I did. And yet the whole time, God's up there saying, hey, this is why my son died. It was for that. Why do you think that you had nothing to do with your salvation at the very beginning? Why do you think you've got to work for it now? You didn't do anything to get saved. Jesus did it all. But so many times we feel like, well, I'm saved, but now i got to keep it. And the way I keep it is by doing the right thing. I'm here to tell you, God's presence is with you all the time. Even when you think you're stepping back, guess what? He's already there. You step back, you're still in his presence. You can't get away from him. Because guess what? He's everywhere all the time, in all time and space, in all proximity, in every geographical location. God is there so when you're discouraged, he is your comforter, he is the one that comes along beside you and heals you. Jesus said in John 14, He says, The Father will send a comforter, comforter to you, and He will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. You can go to a cave, you can get busy and keep yourself moving a lot, trying to just dis- get distracted from God's presence, but let me tell you, he is there with you in the deepest and the darkest of times. As a pastor, I walk with people through very heart-wrenching seasons. and I know that when I go with people through those seasons, when they have loss, when they have tragedy, when they have heartbreak, when they have the greatest shock of their life, There's nothing I can say, there's nothing I can do except remind them that God's presence is there and he loves them and he cares for them and even though they feel this sense of loss, he is the greatest comforter they're ever going to find. Psalm 116 verse 811 says this, the Lord stopped, listen, the Lord stopped my tears. And kept me from defeat. Some of you hear those words right now. The Lord stopped my tears, my discouragement, and He kept me from defeat. So I walk in the presence of the Lord. I kept on believing, even when I said, I'm completely crushed, and even when I was afraid, and I said, No one can be trusted. God's presence was even there. Are you lonely today? He is the companion that cheers you up. Are you worried today? He is the confidence that can calm you down. Are you tempted? He is the one counselor that comes and helps you out. And this last one is, the benefit is, when I'm discouraged, God gives me comfort and it strengthens me to carry on. His presence gives me strength to carry on one day after another. All we have to do is we have to to tune in. He's here. He wants to cheer you up, calm you down, help you out, and he wants to strengthen your walk with him. Bow your heads to me today. Father, help us today. To know that your presence is here. God, I know, I know, I know that I know, God. There's so many in this room today who are lonely, many, many that are worried. Those that are discouraged. God, there's some in this room who are facing dire situations major decisions, God, that need to be made. There's others here, God, that are broken, just broken, just broken, broken, God. They don't know what to do. In fact, today, God, they probably had to convince themselves to even come to church because they're so discouraged. God, I just, can I just pray right now that, Lord, you would speak to those hearts. Let them know that you are the comforter, you are the encourager, You are the counselor. You are the confidence. You are the companion that we need in our greatest and darkest time in our life. Your presence, Emmanuel, God with us, you're here, right here, right now. So right now, let us rest in you us rest in your presence. I we're gonna do a song here and it's a familiar song and I know that you're gonna wanna you're gonna want to stand you're gonna probably want to worship but I, I want to just encourage you rest here rest here his presence some of you today I just feel like some of you are so discouraged you're so beaten down you feel so tired come and rest here in his presence let him know what it is he already knows he already is on he already is aware of it he's here for you today right here in this moment in time. Just let the presence of God in this room, let it wash, let it be, rest upon you, and let it speak and encourage your heart right now as you rest in Him. All just stand. Let's go ahead and stand. If you need him today, and I know that there's some of the things I said touched on a lot of hearts, but if you need him because you're struggling lonely or you're discouraged or you're you're worried about something or you're tempted or whatever it is you're facing today, maybe it's a loved one, or maybe it's you, would you right now just lift your hands all across this place? Right now, just lift them to him in his presence. And I want you just to say, Jesus, I know. You're the only one that can do the, the miracle I need. I know that I'm hurting. I know that I'm struggling. I know I'm discouraged. I'm broken. I'm shattered. But God, your presence heals me. Your presence touches me. So right now, would you just say, God, here I am. I'm here in your presence. So come and meet me right here. As we sing this next part, just remember that he is here. God as we go through this week help us to tune into you help us to tune into your presence and know that you're with us everywhere we go that God so many times when we think we're stepping away from you we're still in your presence even though we feel we've stepped away God for those broken for those hurting for those struggling today may you be their comfort may you be their counselor may you be their confidence God walk with them through the darkest of times they're facing And remind them that you are here. Now go with us, I pray, God, and keep us in your hands till we come together again. In Jesus' name. And everybody said.
0: You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkiokuk.com.